0: hey humans, what's a good work? Chris Funder here once again with For Rudy, as Alex. Yeah, we're back. The computer didn't explode. How you going,
1: Alex? Oh, fantastic, mate. We're doing a, a consecutive week. Outrageous.
0: Technically, twice within one week.
1: <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, true that.
0: But, uh, yes, uh, so probably Friday the 1st of December merch store will go live uh, Alex has had a look at a few of the items behind the scene given his uh, fruity tick of approval so that'll be out soon
1: it's some good stuff some really good stuff I'm excited to excited for that to come out might have to grab a few things for Christmas
0: yes but don't get too excited like a uh, big Kev mm. <laughs> well this
1: gets I haven't thought about Big Kev in ages. What a fucking reference. Could you imagine if, let's see,
0: PWA had used Big Kev the same way Impact has used Dodd West?
1: Oh, fantastic. Oh, that'd be perfect.
0: Drops this down for thugs, and okay. Where do you want to start? I've got a few notes here on AW, or we can talk Survivor Series, and I'm not really sure there's anything else. Well, it's a pretty quiet week.
1: Um, Nothing has happened, so... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, We might be uh, stretching it out for time, it
1: seems. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. No, um, I think we just go bang straight out of the gate. Let's talk about Survivor Series. Okay. It's
0: the Survivor
1: Series
0: coming to you from the All State Arena in mm. Chicago, Illinois. Uh did you watch this live, Alex?
1: I did actually. Fuck I love Sunday pay-per-views. <laughs> oh fucking so good. I had a, I had a few drinks on Saturday Wait. night. <laughs> yeah. I had a few drinks on Saturday night and I was a little hungover and it was just perfect to just have that hangover thing going where you're feeling a bit lazy, you put on the wrestling. I was 100% ready for it. It was amazing. Ah, yeah. Well, that's good. I was Uh, in the perfect mood for wrestling.
0: Okay. Uh, War Games. I watched this on delay and... I decided to do something different and try to spread out the two War Games matches over two different nights to see if that would help my enjoyment of it. Yep. Uh, We'll get there. (laughs) Okay. Did you watch the pre show? Anything of
1: note from the pre show? I did not watch any of the pre show. (laughs) So, um, in the build up to this, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to binge watch some some of the earlier survivor series is so i watched the first three i think oh so so yeah um it, it kind of really makes me miss um teams of five strive to survive and having team captains and team names and team promos and stuff like that but war games is
0: pretty good do you think they should split it out to one War Games match and one Survivor Series match?
1: I think that's what they should do, but the thing is, the Survivor Series match is always going to feel lesser than for the War Games. Yep. So you're better off just doing one or the other because the. Because more often than not, if you're doing like a traditional Survivor Series match on a War Games pay per view, it's just going to feel lesser than. It's going to feel like a fucking random ass New Japan multi man tag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of does. Okay. Mm. Uh, kicking things off on the pay per view is the women's War Games match with Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Take you on the team of damage control, Bailey, e o Sky, and Kari Sane. Uh, your thoughts on the two teams before we go through uh, the entrance here?
1: Um I'm all about that uh heel the heal team. Um yep. There's some storyline inconsistencies with the babyface team. Like, Becky and Charlotte hate each other, even in storyline. So I hate Charlotte bringing out Becky to be their final partner. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, But Shotzi just stands out like a sore thumb in this.
0: (laughs) It's like, three main eventers and friend.
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. It's like, um, oh, uh, that was. Hey, let me pull up one of the Survivor series I was watching. I think it was '88. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a good year. It's a good year. You would have been, uh, about one when it happened. About uh, one month. <laughs> yeah, about one month when it happened. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was like the main event was like. Uh, the babyface team was the mega powers Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and then like at the time they were pushing this guy Hercules pretty hard so okay he's going to be the next big guy and then like oh we'll throw Coco Beware in there because all the kids love him and he does all the high flying moves and then just for no fucking explained reason Hillbilly Jim's in there as well (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um did he shots, last shots. longer
0: than his acceptance speech at the hall of fame
1: uh let me no no because he he was gone off he was gone after 10 minutes so um <laughs> and Not that was billy jim yeah <laughs> uh, i mean so i uh, so now I've given up on going back and watching all the raws and stuff after I hit about 01 and I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm now going back and watching all of WWF primetime wrestling from the 80s. Oh, wow. And um, I've just finished the go-home show to WrestleMania three.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. How'd that go?
1: Well, I tell you what... <laughs> The the Andre Hogan storyline is actually fucking amazing. Like, like Hogan looks up to Andre. He's his fucking hero. He's the, this is what they say. And like, uh, Andre's the reason Hogan got into wrestling. Andre's what Hogan wants to be. And then Andre turning heel because he was undefeated for 15 years and never got offered once a title shot by Hogan and then they did this segment where Hogan got a giant ass trophy on Piper's pit from president Jack Tunney for being champ for three years and then the next week on primetime Andre the Giant got a slightly smaller trophy for being undefeated for 15 years and that's how they started like planting the seeds and I love that just like Andre's a little madder because his trophy was a little smaller. <laughs> and, then, and you have Bobby Heenan on commentary the whole time, just, like, pushing this agenda, and eventually Andre the Giant siding with what Bobby Heenan has to say. And it's so good. It's so fucking good. Wow.
0: Yeah. yeah. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never gone back and watched all those episodes.
1: Yeah, me neither. I've never seen most of this stuff before, and plus, we are very excited because after WrestleMania 3, we're going to get the in-ring debut of our very own Outback Jack.
0: (laughs) I have no (laughs) recollection of Outback Jack.
1: Yeah, just um, basically the WWF capitalizing on the popularity of Crocodile Dundee. Was he even Australian? Yes, he was.
0: Oh, really? Oh, there you go then.
1: Yep. Wonder- the, fir- the first to make it. <laughs> Unfortunately, making it is kind of an over-exaggeration. He does not have a very successful run. Oh. Oh, and his finisher is a clothesline that they call the boomerang, and he does the clothesline to the back of the head. So he, like fakes a clothesline to the front and then turns around and does the clothesline to the back like a boomerang.
0: <laughs> it no, comes I back. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the guy did after wrestling. There's not really anything here <laughs> other than no. he was in a helicopter crash.
1: Oh, Jesus, poor bugger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's also pretty cringeworthy because he does these vignettes. He's like, I look forward to going to the WWF and meeting all my mates <laughs> in America. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, do you have one of these on card? An Outback Jack L, uh, LJN figure?
1: No, but it's actually worth a fair bit.
0: <laughs> uh, whoa, quoted price here, 1200 Australian dollars. In stock.
1: Yeah. yeah, any of those LJN figures on card costs a shitload.
0: <laughs> uh, why is that? Just because of the rarity of them on card still?
1: On cards, yeah, being. Because they're from the 80s and to have them still on card in good condition is Im- almost impossible. They're fucking heavy ass, like like pitbull dog toys basically they're heavy and rubber yeah and because of the weight of them the bubble that they keep to the card doesn't stay intact for very long oh
0: there you go did you ever have a few ljns as a kid
1: yeah i had a um I had a King Kong Bundy one, which is notoriously the heaviest fucking toy in existence. (laughs) Like, like just um, Google King Kong Bundy LJN. It is just this big, thick, dense fucking hunk of rubber. (laughs) It is fucking huge.
0: Ah, that's not too... Ah, well, that one's off card. 67 bucks. Yeah. And
1: that's, that's one of the ones where it's like really rare to find it. That's a different one. That's a smaller bendy one. Oh. So, so um, yeah, they made smaller versions. Yeah, so you're probably not going to find many of them on actual cards still because they're notorious for tearing the bubble off the card because of the weight of it. Look at how big he is. Yeah, it's huge, dude. It'd be like, like the size of your forearm. <laughs> ah man. Um, and and I had a um junkyard dog of all things too. Oh, A Mister Fuji. That Fuji one's sick. Looks so good. I love. Um, yeah. Some of my favourite things from the eighties at the moment is just like the managers, it's such a big thing. It's such an important thing. Like a new wrestler comes in and all the managers are fighting for the attention <laughs> of that wrestler. I just love that. Uh, and yeah. it's, it's almost like, like in sports when uh, someone's contract comes out and all the other teams are placing their bids.
0: Mm, that's
1: true. Yeah. It's so good like that.
0: Unless you Gold Coast and just let everyone leave,
1: yeah. And they did a fucking story where like um, everyone was fighting for Hercules's um, Hercules Hernandez's fucking contract because everyone wanted to manage him because of how big he was. And then he randomly lost a match to Coco Beware, and no one wanted to sign him. And Bobby Heenan told him he was nothing, and that's how they turned him babyface. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> because, because no one wanted him. <laughs> uh okay. But well. anywho, um the old school Survivor series is uh, fucking so much fun. It's just fun. Like yeah. the the first one was and like I always forget the very first Survivor series eighty seven, it's <laughs> Andre beats Hogan in the main event. <laughs> Because they're building up to the rematch. (sighs) Really? Well, Andre's team beats Hogan's team. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hogan technically gets... I think he gets... um, (laughs) Typical Hogan. Yeah, he gets counted out. (laughs) But... um, (laughs) Oh, yeah, you want to look at a fucking babyface team that just has random fucking people in it. Yeah. Look at the Hogan's team there.
0: Bam, wait, Bam Bam Live was a babyface? In the 80s, yeah. Don Morocco, Hogan, Ken Patera, forgotten Paul, Olympic.
1: Yeah, and Paul Lorndorf. So uh, Shotzi going, bringing it all back around full squirkle is the, <laughs> the modern-day Ken Patero. <laughs> the
0: who's that of wrestling.
1: <laughs> the who's that of wrestling history. Um, yeah, but I, I was not that hyped up for this women's war games match. Um, I felt like the build was just very paint-by-numbers.
0: Do you remember how the advantage was decided in the women's game?
1: Yeah, um, the fucking people voted for it.
0: Yes, Cyber Tuesday returns. Now, was it Taboo Tuesday?
1: Taboo Tuesday, Cyber Sunday. It's all the same. Yeah, (sighs) that's Um,
0: what we need. More Tuesday pay-per-views to go up against NXT.
1: Oh, God. Don't say it. He'll fucking do it. (laughs)
0: Uh, But, yeah. But the people vote, people power. Terrible decision. And the faces get the advantage. Um. However, for me, I thought they didn't really have the advantage that much because every time it felt like they had the advantage, Dakota was ringside putting weapons into the cage for her team. Mm. So that sort of helped out a little bit. Uh, yep. So I'll just run through the entry order here, and then we can have a discussion on the match. In first is Becky and Bailey to start. Next is Shotzi for Becky's team. Then EO for Bailey's team. Followed by Bianca and Kari Sane. And then the final entrance is Charlotte and Asuka. I liked how when Kari um, goes down, she's just sort of skipping down to the ring. Yeah. She's like not full on running like some of the other women were. Also, did you happen to catch who was front row for women's war games?
1: Uh Steph? Yeah. Steph was there, wasn't she?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Steph was there with uh, the kids watching the women's war games. Yep.
1: I mean, fair enough.
0: <laughs> ah, someone's no got her. I suppose she's got a lot of free time now.
1: Yeah, I mean, good for her. She's
0: officially out of the company isn't she in all capacity?
1: Yep. That's outrageous, isn't it? It's absolutely weird to say that.
0: Linda's gone. Shane's gone. Steph's gone. Vince's is kind of gone. Out is out of the most power he's ever been in the past 50-something years. Yep. And the one who holds the power is no longer a McMahon, but McMahon by marriage? Fucking
1: hilarious.
0: Crazy. Okay, uh... (laughs)
1: Who would have thought fucking (laughs) Terror Rising? What is it? Uh, Jean-Paul Levesque. Levesque.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a French man. I'm a French man. I do French things.
1: I'm a French man. Yeah. Fuck yeah.
0: (laughs) Needs more Taz commentary. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Women's War Games. I found really good. The one thing that pissed me off Uh, who's second down to the ring, uh, Shotzi. And she's grabbing some weapons. Like, she's the first one after the two women have gone in. And immediately the crowd is chanting, we want tables. I'm going, shut the fuck up. They've just started grabbing weapons. (laughs) We're, like, three minutes into this War Games match. We want tables. (laughs) We are
1: awesome. Um, I will say Slipknot had it right all those years ago when they said people equal shit. That is one of the fucking dumbest fucking chants. Yeah, I I noticed that too. It fucking pissed me off.
0: Like, just let them get there. They're getting there.
1: Like, I, I hate those fuckers on Twitter that constantly justify storylines by saying, let it play out. But, <laughs> but, but come on now. Like, we're, we're a few seconds into this match. Let it fucking play out for a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. And anytime somebody else would come down, they'd chant that until it was like, I think. Oscar was there, the last entrant with Dakota, and they both put a table in the ring, and they got a cheer, and then the war games began.
1: Uh, Imagine if like some wrestlers just decided to fucking do what the people wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, you want tables? Okay, here we go. (laughs) Lock up, Uh, arm, shoulder, (laughs) shoulder, hip toss. Fucking arm drag. All right, table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i I like it more when the fans are chanting that and the hill goes and books and grabs the table and then just goes nut and slides it back under the ring.
1: so good my favorite
0: it's like no shut up and you'll get your tables
1: yeah fuck the people
0: yeah <laughs> wait what now
1: <laughs>
0: um I thought I thought this was a really good match. It's also the first match on the card for a War Games event. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, the ending coming here after everyone hits a finisher on Bailey and she goes through the table. Uh, like Becky drives her through the table and Becky pins Bailey to win War Games. Mm. <laughs> Your thoughts on that?
1: Um. <sighs> I thought this was a decent war games match. Um I I will tell you that I'm so fucking done with the EO trash can spot. Yeah. It, it fucking pisses me off. It's just like she puts herself in the trash can and then jumps on a whole bunch of people that have just been standing there for fucking five minutes waiting for her to put the trash can on her head. Like, as much as AEW gets criticism for that sort of shit, those sort of spots aren't anywhere near as egregious as that particular spot was on the weekend. With the waiting around. That was fucking atrocious.
0: If everyone wasn't just standing there looking up and kept on fighting and then worked their way over towards that, it's not as bad, but you did have those few camera shots where everyone was just sort of... Standing up, jaws agape, looking at EO on top of the cage.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, now, as I was saying last week, I wasn't going to be catching everything because I was going to be getting up at 4am to watch Doctor Who, which I did. So the rest of this card I sort of uh, skipped, but what happened to Shinsuke calling out someone?
1: Well, he did call out someone on... But I should have known that it wasn't going to lead to a natural match because WWE are as subtle as a fucking kick to the nuts sometimes. That if he was going to issue an open challenge, they would have announced it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: they like to drill everything into your head.
1: Yeah. Um, we eventually got the answer to who he was challenging when Raw happened, and turns out it was Cody. That he was after.
0: Okay, I just wasn't sure if I, like, missed an in-ring segment or something here.
1: No, no, but uh, you might have missed the biggest return of the night backstage.
0: The one all the fans are talking about, including the Yus Boys. It is (laughs) another NWA champion. It just seems WWE is stockpiling them at the moment. One, Ron The Truth Killings.
1: Yeah, so uh, that's your former NWA champion that's going to be general manager for NXT, and he would actually be amazing at it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I do not hate that.
1: (laughs) No, how good. As I was saying that, I was like, fuck me, that's actually pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, when, like, R Truth is surprisingly old, right? (laughs) He is way up there in age. So when it's time for him to fucking pull the pin, he's got a fucking job for life at that company.
0: Who is his like contemporary in age? Like he's older <sighs> than Randy, isn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um Hang on. I, I think a, I think AJ's older than Randy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Randy's like surprisingly not that old. Um truth, let me pull that up. He is 51. So Jericho.
0: Okay. Uh, WWE roster. So like
1: Rey Mysterio. Oh, Rey is. is 50. I think. Yeah. I think okay. he's 50. Hang on. He's 48. So. Okay. So Truth still got a few years even on Rey. <laughs> like, it, like Edge. He's older than Edge. <laughs> He's got a year on Edge from when Edge was there. Like, there really isn't any contemporaries. There's no one older than him on the roster. (laughs) No, no one
0: active, yeah. Yeah. I guess Paul
1: Heyman? Yeah, Paul Heyman, I guess, would Hang on. Uh i will find out Paul Heyman's actually 30 or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Heyman's 58.
0: Okay, so close. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You look at those two side by side.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's outrageous. Uh, um, man, that is actually crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because I knew Paul was pretty, well, young-ish when he was running... ECW. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, well, that's uh, crazy and made me question my own age. Uh, how did Gunther versus the Miz go, Alex?
1: I actually thought this was a really good match and the, they've actually done a semi-decent job of building Miz up as a baby face and um, Gunther just being a bully. <laughs> and it's it worked so well in this match and this m- Miz has actually had quite quietly a decent in-ring year. He's had a few good matches, but there's always with him, there's always that asterisk, like, oh Miz had a fucking surprisingly awesome match against Ricochet on Raw, but that's the asterisk. Of course he had a good match with Ricochet. <laughs> <laughs> um m- Miz and fucking uh, Miz and fucking Seth Rollins had a fucking awesome match Okay, that's an asterisk Because Seth Rollins always has fucking good matches More often than not Unless, you know There's fucking red lights and a giant circus hammer involved
0: <laughs> Oh god Yeah <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, Sean Waltman still hasn't returned from that <laughs>
1: <laughs> No Nor should he Um uh, so, this was another case of Miz having a really good match, but Asterix, it's Gunther. But at some point, we're just going to be like, hey, maybe we get rid of that Asterix and just accept that the Miz is actually pretty good at wrestling.
0: Was the last time the Miz had a good match with
1: a- the Asterix against Logan Paul? I mean, that that's a good one. But then... Even then, when that happened, people weren't talking about The Miz. They were talking about how good <laughs> fucking Logan Paul was.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's a, uh, a sign of The Miz is that good. He actually gets the other people over he's working with.
1: <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. So, like, at this point, like, we've got to start accepting. Miz is fucking awesome. He's a fucking bona fide Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's a fucking legend now. At this point, he's a legend. That's fucking weird to say, but the Miz is literally a legend now.
0: Oh my! He's been in there since oh seven on ECW on Sci-Fi doing the dirt sheet with Morrison. Yeah,
1: no, goes he. He was doing tough enough. Yeah. In 04.
0: Oh Jesus.
1: Um. He was. Oh my on- God!
0: That's almost twenty years.
1: He was on SmackDown like after Tough Enough as like the host of SmackDown in like 05? 06? Yeah, 05. Wow. I yeah. completely
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah. He's been in the company almost 20 years now. <laughs> like, they people keep um, you know, talking about how Awesome Randy Orton's career has been and how long he's been doing it for and all that. Miz started fucking two years after Randy.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's not that many people <laughs> left there who have that sort of longevity. Randy,
1: Miz. And we say R Truth. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, R Truth had a had a brief detour over in TNA and came back.
1: But But I would say, like, yeah, consistently in the company, yeah, it's Miz and Randy. Yeah. Um, Uh, Anyone else? Nah, there isn't. There isn't at all. No.
0: No, not really, unless you're talking the backstage people like Michael P.S. Hayes.
1: Yeah, who's been there since the fucking early 90s. So, (laughs) yeah.
0: Uh, Third match of the night saw Santos,
1: Esabar, taking on a replacement uh why uh they did an injury angle on Smackdown and I think this was the right call really yeah, good yeah. match it was a sprint because as you can say only 7 minutes 40 seconds um but it was a fun sprint and Santos Escobar is over as fuck as a heel good. that's, he that's is... what you want to see He is getting heat. I don't know what it is about Ray, but um, with Dominic, with Santos, Ray is creating some of the biggest fucking heels in the company.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's two for two at the moment, it sounds like. Uh, Yeah,
1: and and it's because the storylines have been perfect for it, for the turn.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Santos there getting a quick win over Dragon Lee. Yeah. Uh, co-main eventing is Mummy as Rhea Ripley defending her Women's World Championship against Zoe Stark. How was this match? Uh,
1: this was pretty much what you would imagine. Rhea destroys Zoe for like
0: seven minutes. Zoe gets a hope spot and then Rhea kills her.
1: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, actually, I'll, I'll take that back. Not pretty much. Yes. Yes, it was that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, she is being booked like such a star right now. Oh, it's, it just makes me so happy. <laughs> Little so fucking Demi Bennett from RCW absolutely. doing this.
0: Speaking of RCW, have you seen the big match they're going to be having soon?
1: No, I haven't.
0: The unification match of the RCW heavyweight and RCW women's title. Oh, nice! I think it. I think off the top of my head, it is Delta, the heavyweight champion, taking on Mickey Fortune, the women's champ.
1: That is so good.
0: Um, I love that because I. Th- uh, who was it? Zach Sabbath put a video of it up online last night. and It's like a, a nice highlight package of all the former champions. And you yep. see Demi Bennett on there.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Uh,
0: but yeah, uh, with two pay-per-views, no, actually one pay-per-view left the rumble. And then we're at elimination chamber Perth. Who is shaping up to be Rhea's opponent for elimination chamber? <sighs> Do you put her in the chamber or in a singles match?
1: I, it's a bit of a wait and see thing because I need I need to see what happens at the rumble first before I ultimately make a prediction. But, but I guess that's why you're asking me now because it's a harder question <laughs> to answer. Um, yeah. I I would personally rather, Rhea Ripley be in a one-on-one match at Perth. Yeah. In the I'd main rather. event in the main event, one on one, um possibly like raquel
0: that is a good match. They have had good matches before.
1: yeah, you want it to be a good match too. you want uh... it to be a fucking main event epic, but you also don't don't want it to be like old hat. So you don't want it to be, like, fucking Becky or Charlotte. Something. Actually, has Ray and Becky even done anything besides, like, this? Have they had a feud?
0: N- nothing that comes to mind, no.
1: No, they've weirdly been separated, haven't they?
0: Yeah, maybe that's the uh, direction for Mania next year. That's what I'm thinking.
1: And WWE really gets off on these long story, uh, these long title reigns. They really love long title reigns at the moment. <laughs> so uh, I could see this being the year that Rhea retains at Mania.
0: Who's the other women's champ?
1: EO. EO. Mm. Uh,
0: There's more possibilities with EO Especially coming out of that match
1: I mean Don't we all just want the triple threat EO, Oscar, and Kairi <laughs> Don't we all want that
0: <laughs> Yeah but it might be a bit soon For them to explode But yes I would want that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah it, it is a bit soon but Bailey thought... on a pole match Actually Bailey and EO it's too soon for the others, but they've kind of been teasing it with Bailey, right?
0: There's, yeah, splintering in that group. That's probably the direction they go now that you mention that, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking it's probably Bailey getting turned on by the rest of them.
0: Okay, uh, with no more fluffing around, it is time for the main event the men's War Games match. Uh, this is where I picked back up the show. Yep. So it is Team Judgment Day, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dirty Dom, and JD McDonough with Drew McIntyre in their in their team. team. <laughs> I was going to say corner there for a moment. I'm like, no, that's not right. Taking on Team American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso, Sami Zayn, and Will Randy Orton Show Up is the story of this match. Uh, So the heels got the advantage here. Do you remember how they got the advantage?
1: Uh, There was a match on Raw. I think it was Drew and Jimmy. Oh, Drew and Jay. Sorry, Drew and Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what happened.
0: (laughs) So uh, starting the match will be Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. Next in is JD McDonough, followed by Jay Uso followed by Damien Priest, who tells Drew that they're sticking to the plan and tells Drew to weigh in the cage. Next in is Sammy Zane. Then Drew McIntyre. Out comes Cody Rhodes. Last entrant for Judgment Day is Dirty Dom. And then the uh, buzzer goes the cannon shot and it's time for Randy Orton, who hasn't come out yet, and he doesn't. And then music hits, and it's like taking me a moment to click in whose song that is, because I'm like, it's not Randy's, whose is it, thinking, is someone returning? Is there a new member of Judgment Day? And then Rhea's running out with referee Jessica Carr, and she's got Damien Priest's briefcase, and she's teasing that she's going around to the other side of the cage, telling her that she's going to cash in, and the ref's asking, Damien, do you cash in, do you cash in? And then we all hear voices in our head because... Randy Orton has returned.
1: All three of the Randy Orton's inside of the one body. <laughs> Mother, Motherfucker was huge.
0: <laughs> well, he's had 580 days to uh, go to the gym.
1: Yeah, but he had a fucking back injury, dude. And he's still in that sort of shape. What excuses do the rest of us have? Fuck. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> we uh, ain't... We, we might be getting older, man, but we're not we're not as old as Randy is. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he, Randy Orton since since he debuted has been fantastic at making me feel like shit about myself. Good for you, <laughs> Randy. <laughs> Gold star. Um, so yes,
0: no official cash in, as Cole reminds us on commentary. There's no official cash in, so Priest still holds on to the briefcase. Randy gets in the match, and uh, War Games officially begins. There's a bunch of spots here. Not as much plunder as the women's. Uh, at one point, I believe it's Zane. Uh, might be Zane and um. Oh, I've completely forgotten. Zane and someone were on the top of the cage with JD McDonough. They throw him down to Randy, who does like a big RKO out of nowhere. You think that's going to be the pin? But no, his. Damien Priest, Crossroads, Cody pin, one, two, three, Cody wins.
1: Oh, man. And Alex popped huge. Of course I did. Um, (laughs) It's pretty funny that, like, on this pay-per-view, Cody had his first War Games match. And... Who else had their first war games match on this pay-per-view? Uh Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte. You had a Rhodes and a Flair have their first war games matches on pay-per-view on this show. And,
0: and who was in the first ever war games for the NWA? It was and the
1: Omni? <laughs> It was Dusty and Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. That's the captains of the teams.
0: <laughs> um yeah. Also, Cole bringing up this note on commentary. (laughs) Uh, Dusty never lost in war games. Is that true? 100% true. Do you think they continue that on with Cody? Nah,
1: nah. Nah, I don't think so. Cody, um... Cody's not like his dad in that aspect. (laughs) Oh. Um... Cody's not afraid to take a few L's here and there, but Dusty, uh, Dusty stays strong, brother. <laughs> um, yeah, love the love the guy. That, fuck me, um, he didn't he didn't lose too many times, and when he did lose, it was like the Dusty finishes of the world. <laughs> he won, uh... but then he technically lost. <laughs>
0: Uh very good. Uh so yeah. Really good pay per view here. We got the returns of our truth and uh Feren What do you think overall, my friend?
1: Um, I thought this was a very solid pay per view from top to bottom. Uh I loved uh the men's war games match, thought it was great. Um The matches that I wasn't that excited about, like Santos's match and Gunther's match, was actually fantastic. I enjoyed both of those. This was a really solid pay-per-view, and I guess there's nothing else to talk about.
0: Yeah, so for me, I enjoyed the Women's War Games match. I enjoyed the Men's War Games match. I think it's a bit unfair of me to give a beer rating when I skipped about a third of the show, but uh, thumbs up. Go check out the War Games I will say it is always going to be affected watching on delay and uh, sort of knowing the results because uh, everyone was talking about it. And uh, what was everyone talking about, Alex?
1: Well, uh, old Pepsi Phil's back in town.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I even had my brother message me going, hang on, I thought you said he was with some new company.
1: Yeah, yeah, um... This is fucking awesome. I loved this.
0: Um, so you said last week and I might even splice this in.
1: You know what? I'm gonna st- I'm gonna fucking die on this hill. Oh Yeah. TK fired the wrong part of brawl out. Yeah, yeah. You you look at what the people involved in Brawl Out have done since then. You would have been better off keeping Punk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pu- punk's, punk sells merch. Punk brings eyeballs. Look at the fucking numbers to collision since Punk got fired. I'm guessing it's, it's shit. They went head to head with SmackDown. SmackDown got 2.25 million. Collision got 225,000.
0: 225 million? That's great. No, sir. Thousand. Thousand. Thousand.
1: (laughs) Thousand.
0: I stand with that. I didn't like. I really didn't feel it last week when you said it. But seeing this now, yeah, you are right. Tony can't drop the ball on that. He dropped the ball on Cody. It could be argued he dropped the ball on one of his biggest homegrown stars in Jade.
1: Yep. Yeah, 100%. Um, And, well, it's come out now. This return... Is the most viewed video on in WWE's social media history
0: 70 million or some crap? Yeah, after a few days, like,
1: yeah, it's gotten the most amount of views in as short a manner as in whatever time frame that they've ever had. It's outrageous, yeah.
0: After a weekend pay per view to Raw, um, yeah, I still didn't think this was going to happen in Chicago. And it was weird during the night, there were CM Punk chants, and then a large part of the crowd were either booing them out or cheering for something else to drown it out.
1: And There was was a few signs in the crowd all night, like there was a fair few CM Punk signs throughout the crowd. And I feel like I haven't visibly been able to see any CM Punk signs in a WWE crowd until Survivor series. It feels like they've been pretty successful at taking those signs down. And I thought it was really weird that I could actually see them during this pay per view.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. They sort of the policy has been sort of anti punk in Chicago for the WWE for a long time. And Mm. here's where even when the music hit, I didn't believe it because enough fans were going around online saying, oh at the end of the show, they're going to show the graphic in the corner and then seeing Punk's music's going to hit and out comes Grayson Waller.
1: Yeah, but do you remember before <laughs> that first Rampage and everyone was like, oh yeah, they're going to play Cult of Personality and out comes MJF? Yeah. I just think, like, the wrestling fans are just fucking sadists. <laughs> like, they just, they are begging to be trolled.
0: yeah yeah to a large degree
1: it's it's kind of it's kind of fucked it's kind of fucked up how how much they don't actually want to get what they want
0: (laughs) get me what i want um yeah so shocked surprised did you see the footage of him trying to leave in his car afterwards
1: i did did you see the footage of seth having a meltdown at ringside
0: Uh, I saw who he was being held back by, and that told me all I need to know.
1: (laughs) Well, he was being held back by Michael Cole, so that makes me think work, work, work.
0: Michael Cole and Corey Graves, whilst Sami Zayn and Cody are standing either side of him, not holding him back.
1: Yeah. But did you see the video WWE released of, um, it's like a camera from the, so you can see what the commentators are doing. No, I haven't and, seen that one. And when that hit, and you can see like Michael Cole jumping for joy and Corey Graves looking absolutely depressed when Sam <laughs> Punk came out, <laughs> and it's come out before that, um, Corey Graves and, Mark, and CM and Sam Punk don't get along. So, so yeah, um, they've had hate. So it's not a shock to me that that happened, but um, that Corey had that sort of reaction. Hang on, I'm sending this video through to you. All right, have a watch of this.
0: Okay. Neon lights.
1: Just yeah. watch Corey through it.
0: Also, they um released what was it Culture Personality remastered.
1: That was released, like, last week, <laughs> which <Yeah. laughs> which had people really thinking.
0: Well, that's a good time for my internet to crap out. Yeah.
1: yeah, so Corey's just standing there with his arms folded the whole time. No real change in emotion. He sort of just gives, like, Michael Cole a little look at one point and a little smirk, but then goes back to looking depressed. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i can see now oh it's the the camera in the um commentary booth yeah so when they're gonna cut to them they can use that one to see if they're ready or not yeah graves looks pissed off but
1: then again yeah it feels like a work yeah but um But also, like, Seth did say some pretty fucking harsh things about Punk. Yeah, yeah, why not? He said some really harsh things, like calling him a cancer. Like, I mean, there's a bit of truth to it. But, my God, that should be Mania.
0: For the Seth's world title? Yep. And... That'll be just on a year that he's held it. Oh, just under.
1: Yeah, that should be. <laughs> the, that should be a mania. That should be night one main event. And night two? You know what I'm going to say it is.
0: Yeah, LA night versus Roman.
1: <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> LA who?
0: Yeah, didn't even where? get a match on Los Angeles mania. Stupid.
1: Yeah, well. And where was he on this pay-per-view? Oh uh, yeah. I guess at
0: the bar. Anyhow uh, I'm um, just
1: I'm just saying the LA Night Train has run out of steam.
0: Yeah. Uh what about Raw? Like I blitzed through RAW just to watch Sam Punk talk and it was just basically I'm back in a bunch of different words and then at the end into the camera. I like money.
1: Yeah, well he's said right into the camera, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. Yeah. Um this promo that Punk cut felt so manufactured. It oh yeah. So, it felt so phony, it felt so unlike Punk. It felt like everything MJF used to talk about was CM Punk in their feud. About PG Punk. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it felt like. Um, But uh, it's still too early to say. I just, I think they should have just fucking done an angle. Yeah. I, I know that the draw is hearing Punk talk, but I think you could have fucking just sent someone out there to fucking beat him up before he even spat a word out. Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck it, Uh, off to the races.
0: Did you see uh, the reports coming out after this that Impact was apparently in negotiations with Punk and were Uh, blindsided by this? Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Impact. Uh, I suppose also of Impact, what's Dixie Carter doing in the
1: Raw Zone? I mean, they were in Nashville. Uh, um. I think the most surprising photo she took was with uh Drake Maverick.
0: Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, and I was like,
1: Oh yeah, I forgot he's there again. Yeah, yeah, he's behind the
0: scenes. Mm. Um, I suppose quickly, AEW, did you have to catch collision or rampage from the weekend on Saturday?
1: Uh, nah, fuck no. <laughs>
0: Actually, it was on Sunday, same time as um,
1: yeah, Survivor yeah. Series. Yeah, so, it was Stupid.
0: Where is my notes for that? Uh, da, 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 da. Hey, you love Will of Uterus Pure Champion, don't you?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, he's back. He wanted off Shibata.
1: Oh, uh, outrageous. Absolutely outrageous!
0: apparently something's happened and Shibata needs to go back to Japan, maybe for family reasons hope everything's okay there but we couldn't have pivoted to anyone else other than Willy Yuta
1: like anyone else no 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 one else why would Uh, you do that
0: yeah Uh, oh yeah you've seen the clip on Twitter where Eddie said he was going to defend both titles in this tournament
1: well, I, I I get the confusion people are having, but I was always under the interpretation that he was putting it on the line to the winner of the tournament. As in, if you win the tournament, you get his belts.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But then commentary's talking that he's vacated them, but he hasn't, but he also has.
1: But, well, yeah, it's technically like an oh my god, remember when this was a buzzword for a little bit, but the best way to describe it is an abeyance. Oh wow, yes. Yeah, like it's just like held up. Yeah. It's not vacated, it's not, but there isn't a clear champion, it's just held up for the time being. I I get get what they were doing, but I just don't appreciate it.
0: Uh, Malachi Black saying that uh, earlier on in um, whatever it was a uh, collision that not even Sam Punk can save FTR. Very telling what would happen on the other channel later that night. Oh boy. But I think that about does it for this week. Uh, I'll just I just want to have a quick check on um cage match to see if there is anything announced for Ring of Honor in two and a half weeks.
1: Uh, surely not.
0: <laughs> Final battle, Curtis Corwell, Santa Garland, Texas. Nothing announced. Even on the AEW website. Nothing no. announced. Fucking ridiculous. <sighs> that is the same that is the same week as winter that's, is coming.
1: That's bullshit. Fucking idiots. Um, Tony Bring Khan, him on as dead. Tony Khan, can you please get my faith back? <laughs> because yeah. I've I've lost all faith in you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be. the The fact that he fucking essentially said uh Sam punk no jack perry yes (laughs) that that is fucking egregious to me
0: uh yeah this is well so when did that happen august so four-ish months ago the next eight months up until all in next year Okay, we'll just say the next year up until all-in next year is going to be very telling for AEW and what their future may hold.
1: 100%.
0: Because they have been on the decline and...
1: Not just a decline, a fucking steep decline. It's been sad to watch. And guess what? The one time they fucking started to get a bit of momentum and get the right attention again, Swerve and Hangman... Yep. Fucking WWE outdid him again. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, if Ring of Honor means nothing. No one talks about Rampage unless it's stupidly moved around.
1: And guess what? Collision doesn't even have the guy the show was meant to be built around.
0: Collision <laughs> gets F-all talked about it. Like yeah. outside of me and you chatting about it I don't really hear many people talk about it other than the results and yeah. Dynamite is starting to feel cold
1: yeah it, it 100% is um, it's it just feels like New Japan in a sense of it's just matches for the sake of matches yeah, it's just matches for the sake of matches. Like, give us something to sink our teeth into. Give us a fucking storyline that isn't like, well, you beat me last time and I'm going to beat you this time. No, fuck that.
0: Yeah, I'm just having a look here. for. So, in the next month, AEW slash Ring of Honor has Winter is Coming in the 13th. Yeah, they have Ring of Honor final battle on the fifteenth, so two nights later, and they've also got World's End on the thirtieth of December. Yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah, like he needs a booking committee. He needs someone to oversee Ring of Honor. Be it Danielson, Ring of Honor maybe should go back to studio tapings or the same arena size that impact is using and tape a month in advance. Mm. Yep. Because no, it's,
1: it's stupid. It's genuinely stupid. Yeah. Um, it's sad to see what it's become.
0: Yep. All right, my man, before uh, that being said, uh, remember first December, stay tuned to the socials was yeah. merch coming soon, but yeah. where can the good humans find you before then?
1: Uh, at Fruity is Alex on all social media. Search us up on uh, Facebook, Wrestling OzDial. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Wrestle OzDial with an AUS. And you can find Chris at...
0: at. I'm Chris Funder. Or you can go back and listen to the entire Wrestling OzDial archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Using the RSS feed, found the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Or on youtube occasionally sorry my mind went blank there for a moment (laughs) with all that being said there's nothing left to say so good day and we'll speak to you next time
1: I'm not here to make podcasts. I'm here to make friends.
0: Friends. Football (laughs) friend. Friends.